to see everybody this morning. Um, I promised myself I wasn't going to get emotional, but I can't help it. When I look out and I see, I'm reminded of Psalm 133.1, and it says, How good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I, I was telling people as I went around to the cars, this is just the shot in the arm that we needed uh, to make it through. Uh, we need each other, and now more than ever, um, if the church doesn't realize that, I don't think it's much of a church, but we're family, and it's so encouraging to see how many of you um, came out today to be a part of this service. We love you guys, um, and right now, I want you guys to give to honk your horn, and this is going to be our way of hugging each other, so on the count of three, one, two, three. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the strong and mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're not bound by walls. You're not bound, God, by a vehicle. But, Lord, your spirit is going forth, Lord. God, you're invading each and every vehicle, each and every home that is viewing my way of Facebook or, or Internet, Lord. We ask right now, Lord, that you would just meet the needs of your people, Lord. First and foremost, we lift up those to you who do not know you, Lord, who have no hope in such a trying and hopeless time. Lord, in the deepest, darkest despair, Lord, you are our light, you are our rest and our peace, Lord. And we place our faith in you today, God. We're believing, Lord, for prodigals to come home, Lord, for those that have never confessed the name of Jesus, that today would be the day of salvation, Lord. We claim souls for your kingdom and for your glory, Lord, for each and every one that's sick, Lord, during this time. Lord, go to those hospital rooms, those homes, Lord. Let your healing virtue flow, Lord. Those that have lost loved ones during this time, Lord. Oh, such a lonely time, Lord. But we encourage ourselves with your word that you will never leave us nor forsake us. That you stick closer than a brother, Lord. And God, we thank you for it, Lord. We just lay ourselves at your feet today and ask for your Holy Spirit to come, to move, and to have its way. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that we serve a risen Savior? Regardless if we can, we have to do things different. He has not changed. He's the same yesterday today and forever. I'm so thankful that I serve a risen Savior. I'm telling you that now is a different time but He is faithful. We believed, we've been believing not only this morning but for quite some time this area that not one would be that the gospel would be withheld from and sometimes the Lord gets us out of our comfort zone so that we have no other option but to share him 
in the open air. I can't express what's going on inside of my heart. The excitement, the anticipation for what the Lord has already been doing, but what He'll continue to do. So I hope you brought your Bibles this morning. You've got them in your car, got them on your phone. They're not going to be popped up on the building. But in your word in John chapter 20, you'll come to a place that's very familiar. And you'll read with us. And uh, thank you guys so much. This morning is, uh, I, I don't plan on keeping you for a long time because I know you're in your car and it's a little bit different. But uh, I, have, I have the uh, challenge of holding my stuff down with the wind blowing. But verses 1 through 13 in John chapter 20. Uh, before I read that, I want to remind you tomorrow uh, we will not be live streaming any service from here because we're having our service today. But I encourage you, strongly encourage you, to tune in to our Yadkinville campus. Uh, we will be live streaming service from there. Uh, church will be as usual from there. And uh, if you could pinch that thing down, that'd be terrific. It won't slide. We're going through technical difficulties. But anyway, if you will tune in to, to Yakinville's Facebook page, the uh, service will be live streamed from there. So uh, I encourage you all to go on there. But uh, anyway, in your word, in John chapter 20, we're reading for verses 1 through 13. And it begins with verse 1. says, The first day of the week comes Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and sees the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she ran, came to Simon Peter, to the other disciple who Jesus loved, and said unto them, They've taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down, looking inside, saw the linen, linen clothes laying, yet went he not in. Then came Simon Peter following him, and he went to the sepulcher and saw the linen clothes lie, the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went and also the other disciples, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed." For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher, and she went down. She stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and saw two angels in white sitting, and one at the head, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why do you weep? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. I want to ask you this morning to, to pray with me and believe with me and join with me that the Lord's not only going to move in our lives and move in your life where you are, even inside your car, but in any, anyone who can hear this, their lives going to change today. You may say, well, I'm already a believer. That's great, but you can still be changed because he's still, in the, and he's still working. He's still working. We sing a song, He's the Waymaker. The miracle worker. He moves when we don't know. He works when we don't even understand how, but he's still working. So I want you to join me in prayer and believe and, and believe that he's going to move and have his way. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the privilege to bring the gospel to you. Lord, we thank you for even this time of, of trial, the time that's different. 
Lord, for many of us, it has uh, brought us closer to you, in fact. Lord, sometimes you have to take things away from us for us to realize the only thing that matters is you. And I pray that this morning that you would move, Lord, in this place and outside and in our cars. And, Lord, that you would have your way and we would just surrender everything to you this morning. Lord, we give you this time. I ask for your anointing to preach and teach the gospel. Lord, that you would just move and have your way. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want to minister just for a short time, using for a title, The Choice. I don't uh, often preach themed messages. I preach what I feel the Lord has given me. But every day you've got a choice to make. Every day in life you've got a choice. And a choice is simply the act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. But I want to let you know that you and I only have two options. We don't have or more. We only have two options, and I'll clarify that in just a moment. Let me move these little clamp things here from my notes. But I'll clarify that in a moment, that we've, we've heard it over and over and over again, uh, the story and the death and, and the, uh, the story of the death and the resurrection of Christ. But I can't speak for all of you guys, but I only speak for myself. It's more than a story to me. It's more than words on a paper. It's more than something that I've read. It's more than something that I've heard. But it didn't come as more than that until I made a choice. I made a choice to surrender everything to Him. I made a choice to let the Holy Spirit have His way. I made a choice to let Him transform and renew my mind. I, too, once was in the place that these disciples that we read about, that we, that we read about, the people, the, the multitude, I was in that place that placed Jesus in the tomb. It's not something I'm proud of. It's not something that I gladly admit to you. But I, too, was in that place where I placed Christ inside of that tomb who rolled the stone over the entrance, and I hoped that he would be there when I came back. Because the choice that I made only seemed to be a choice that I would make on a Wednesday or a Sunday for so long, or a choice that I would make at a youth camp or at a, at a youth conference. I made the choice to serve him, but... When I got away from those like-minded believers, the choice went away, and I made a choice to serve myself. I made a choice to put Christ in the tomb and hoped that he would be there when I need him. I hoped that he would be there when I came back. Now, to me, and, I, and again, I don't admit this proudly, to me, Christ was just a name. But I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is not a sidekick. He is your everything, or he is nothing. Jesus Christ is not just a name. He is everything, and His name is above all names. And if you can hear my voice, I'm going to tell you something, that His name is above this virus. His name is above your fear. His name is above the sickness. Mary Magdalene found herself, she found herself frantic, and she, she thought that Jesus had been stolen, and, and she didn't know where He was. He was not where they had left Him. Jesus will never leave you. Regardless if you're watching a live stream or Facebook or you're here, I want to tell you something. Jesus will never leave you. It is us who leaves him. It is us that, that walks away. It's our fault and not his. Many have left him for fame and fortune. Many have left him for, for or, or due to the fact that they feel that they can handle the thing better or the situation better. We have put him away and we have hoped that he would be there when we returned. 
And just like the last several weeks or the last couple months have been, he has taken away everything from us to make us return to the place that some of us have left him. Mary Magdalene, one who had been radically delivered, she was a devoted follower of Christ. She came to the tomb, but I want to tell you something, that Mary came that day in love and not in faith. I want to clarify, and, may, and, and, and you'll understand why. In Mark chapter 16, when you read the same, the same uh, uh, context, but uh, from a different writer, in Mark 16, 1 and 2, it says, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. So why would I say that she came in love and not in faith? Because she came in sorrow and in weeping. She came to anoint a dead body and not to rejoice for her risen Savior. John 20, verse 15, Jesus spoke to Mary Magdalene, and Jesus said unto her, Woman, why do you weep, and, and whom do you seek? She came to where she thought that Jesus was. But her worship, her worship had died. A lot of us come to, to church, and, and we haven't got to come together in quite some time, but we come and are... We come in love, but we don't come in faith because our worship has gone. Our song has left. Our, our dance is, has faded away. Our praise is not there. It may be on our lips, but it's not in our hearts. And, and so many believers today, they come to church just like Mary Magdalene came to the tomb that day. They come out of love and not in faith. And I want to ask you this morning, I hope that you came in faith believing that He was going to do something for you today. Believing that He was going to change your situation, your circumstance. Believing that God is bigger than this coronavirus. God is bigger than anything that is going on in this nation. It's become tradition and emotions to many. She came to preserve Christ. She brought embalming, if you will, spices, sweet spices to, to preserve the dead. This is what they did then. They didn't do like we do now. They, they, they rubbed the body in sweet spices to preserve the, the, the corpse. She came to preserve Christ, not to praise Him. And I ask you this morning, did you come to preserve Him or did you come to praise Him? They came with, with what they had prepared and they asked who shall roll the stone away for us? Who will take the stone away from the door of the sepulcher? In other words, what man will give us access to Jesus? Can I tell you this morning that you don't need a man to give you access to Christ. You don't need a man to get because Christ, what Christ did at Calvary's cross gives you and I access. You don't need man to give you access to Christ because he's risen. He's risen. I want to tell you again that he, you have access. No man has to roll the stone away. First of all, he's not dead. He's alive. He's alive. And I hope that you understand he's alive this morning. Under, obviously, you understand because you wouldn't be here. He's alive. He's not dead. I want you to know that you need to quit looking to man and start looking to Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of your faith. Uh, Hebrews 12, uh, verse 2. We need to look to Him, the author and finisher of our faith. This year is most certainly unlike any other year. 
All around this nation, people have, have, have jockeyed around. I've talked to pastor after pastor after pastor. They've figured out and trying to figure out how can we get a service in and get the body together without breaking the law, but yet still come together. Tomorrow is going to rain. So many have, have moved their schedules and they moved their services to today just like we did so that we could come together and worship Him. This year is not like any other. You didn't have to go out and spend money on that Easter outfit. Thank God for that because it saved us a lot of money. We have, we have four kids. Well, one of them's grown, but we still have four kids. To me, it's just simply the Lord telling us that you can't dress to impress Him anyway. Just come as you are. Thank God. Just come as you are. I said earlier, you have two options, two choices. One is to look to Jesus. The other is to look to self. One is to look to Jesus. The other is to look to self. Self will not and self cannot save you. Jesus is here to set you free. At the cross, everything that you had ever needed, everything that you will ever need has been afforded to you. The choice that we have is a choice that must be made every day. Joshua was speaking to the elders, to the people, to the tribe. He was speaking to the people who made wrong choices over and over and over. And I want to tell you that God is merciful. And in fact, we're told in Lamentations that it's because of His mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. But in Joshua 24, verse 15, he told them, Choose you this day whom you'll serve. For some, we've been guilty over the last several weeks of serving fear, worry, doubt. Listen, we're human. We're people. It's all crossed our minds. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? But we've been, we've been guilty of serving fear and worry and doubt. But after Mary Magdalene, after she saw Jesus, she still had a choice. She, she came in love to the tomb, but after she saw Jesus, her perspective changed. She left in faith because she went to tell the others about who she saw and what had happened. And today I ask you the question, did you drive here in love or did you drive here in faith? We have love because of Christ, and that's not the question. We have love, and, 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 and that should be in us first and foremost. But do you believe that He is able to move even in your car? Did you come in faith? These are the new amens. Somebody needs to get a train horn. <laughs> But he took away, Christ at Calvary's cross took away the sting of death. The penalty of sin is death. He took away that sting, and in Christ, that, that sting is gone because it lingers there no more. Romans 6.14 tells us that sin shall not have dominion over you. I, I put a post out yesterday, and I wanna, I'm quoting myself. I want to say it again. Every single day since all of this has begun, I've read complaint after complaint. I've seen the arguments, and I ask this simple question, are you going to deliver this? I'm talking to Lakeside Church and those that are watching. Are you going to deliver the solution, or are you going to continue to complain about the problem? We've sang about affliction. We've sang about persecution and trials and trouble, but now they're here. We boldly proclaim that we won't be silent or we won't be moved. We boldly type words and take in our social media stance. 
But now in the midst of crisis, now that trouble is here, now that you're faced with affliction, now that you're faced with the privileges that have been taken away, now that we're faced with the freedoms that we, we have once taken for granted that could be removed, now that we're faced with that, what will you do? Will you trust God? Will you ask Him to stop the storm just so little stop? Or will you, like I spoke up, priest of a few weeks ago, be like Peter and ask him, Lord, if it be you, bid me come to you on top of the water. I understand that the water is there, but I don't ask you to stop the storm. Just let me stand on top of it, and you'll stop it in your time. Many will only thank him after the storm is gone, but there are still those that will dance in the rain. There are still those that will dance in the rain. And I believe that this church, Lakeside Church, are those are full of those that are going to dance in the rain. Lord, the storm is here, but I'm going to dance anyway. I want to ask you, do you choose to dance in the rain? Do you choose to praise the risen Savior, to worship Him in spirit and in truth? There's a choice, and the choice is yours. The choice is yours today. I told you I wasn't going to preach long. I'm not going to keep you long. This may be the very shortest message that the Lord has ever placed in my heart, but I don't, he don't, it don't need to take long for him to do. He works suddenly. I don't know where the musicians, I guess they're inside hiding or, or, or keeping their distance so we don't get a ticket, but wherever one is can come on out here. This morning I was up at about 5 o'clock and I was in my office and I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you, how do you how do how do we handle this, Lord? I, we 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 want to have an altar call, but Lord, we we can't even get out of the cars. But I'm going to ask you this morning. If there's a need in your life, I want to put I want you to put your hazard lights on. Whatever that need may be, you don't have to vocally make it known. He already knows. My heart is broken. It's as broken as yours. Because I miss my family. But I'm so thankful that He's still here to meet you. He's still here to take care of your need. To those that are sick or those that have family that have been sick and infected or affected by this virus, He's still able to take care of that need. This morning as we pray, I just want you as a sign of just a token or, or, or a, a sign to the Lord, I know that you're able to meet. I just want you to slip your hand out your window and believe that he's going to take care of it. And I want you to take this time to prepare your heart as we will take and receive communion here in a moment. But I believe that revival is getting ready to sweep this nation. And I believe that it's already began. I believe that the Lord has taken this time to heal a lot of brokenness. And that He's going to heal some brokenness this morning. And I believe that Denver, North Carolina is going to be a place that is going to be changed forever. Lord, as we come to you this morning, outside, in your creation, 
God, I watch the trees wave and bow to your majesty. Lord, we worship you today in front of anyone and everyone who can see us. Lord, we're proclaiming you as the need meter. You're the way maker. You're the healer, the deliverer. Father, I pray for those that have sickness in their body that right now you touch it. Lord, for those that are going through an oppression and a, and a suppression in life, Lord, right now you come into their car that they feel the peace that passes all understanding. Lord, for those that may be watching that even depression is set in, Lord, you'll deliver those and set the captives free. God, those that are sick in body, Lord, we, we ask for healing in your name. Lord, we ask for freedom and victory and liberty in your name that we would walk in that. Lord, that we would dance in the rain today. Lord, we worship you here in this place. We worship you freely. Lord, we ask that you would heal this land, that you would touch our nation, that you would give our, 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 our president wisdom, the leadership, the government wisdom and how to handle these things. Lord, we're not mad at our governor. Lord, we ask you to give him wisdom to touch you. Lord, we don't agree with everything he stands for, but Lord, you can touch him and you can move in his life. God, we pray blessing on him and not curse him, Lord. Lord, for the leadership in this community, Lord, that you would touch them and bless them and lead them and guide them for the churches that are around this area, around this nation, that we would stand on your word and we will proclaim, thus saith the Lord. Lord, we're a nation that needs to repent. Repent to you. Lord, we've served self for too long. Lord, and I pray that the decision, the choice is made today to serve you, to proclaim you as king. If you're watching, if you hear me today, that if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, today's that day that you make it known, that you confess him as Lord. He died and he rose again so that you would not be eternally lost so that you can live victoriously. Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise this morning. We thank you for what you've done. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. At this time, I want you to take your portion for communion. summer when we were standing right in there looking out the door I said this and I don't say it boastfully but this is in our wheelhouse this is what we did for 12 years outreach outside we had church every single week but I want you to take your portion if, you, if, you, if you're ready uh, I want you to take the symbol, the cracker that represents his body. The body of Christ was bruised and it was battered, but not one bone was broken. But he took the beating. He took it all for you and for me. Gladly. The word tells us it was joy. It was the, the cross that was set before him. It was joy for him. So that you and I could spend eternity with him. And I want you to take this portion. I want you to, to hold it, if you will, however out you wonder what. But I want to pray, and our summer will we'll speak over the portion that represents the blood. 
But Lord, we thank you for your body that was given for us. That you freely sacrificed yourself. Lord, for every strike that you took. For those that spit in your face. For every hair that was plucked from your beard. For every ounce of pain that you felt as the crown of thorns was shoved down on your head. God, I thank you that you did it for me. That you did it for us. Lord, and I pray as we take this portion that represents your body, let us not just be a people who profess, but Lord, let us be your hands and feet. Let us be the body of Christ, if you will. take the cup Lord we thank you for your blood Lord I thank you that you were the perfect sacrifice Lord Lord that it was finished Lord on Calvary's cross as your crimson blood flowed down Lord oh Lord taking away every sin every bondage, every sickness, every disease, Lord. Your blood, Lord, accomplished all of that, Lord. And today, God, as we think back and we remember, Lord, oh, Lord, we're covered by your blood, Lord. There's no plague that can come near our dwelling. There's no sickness that's greater, Lord. There's no sin that's too strong that your blood can't break, Lord. I thank you, God, that over 2,000 years ago, you took away the excuse Oh, you defeated it, Lord. You defeated death, hell, and the grave, Lord, through the shedding of your precious blood. And today, Lord, we partake and we remember, God, all that you've done for us, Lord. And all we can say is thank you, Lord. Let's partake together in Jesus' name. Amen.